All right, hey guys, uh, coming back as promised, um, I wanted to touch up and, and clarify to you guys on who I think will win the NBA championship. Yeah, I, I've recorded several podcasts already and I haven't even clarified that, so that's my bad, but I wanted to make a full video after a couple weeks. Um, you know, there has been trades and, and some big moves in the NBA, so I'm, I'm glad that I waited until now to make my championship pick. Um, but yeah, so I apologize for not doing this sooner, but um, here we go. So I wanted to just tell you guys first the three teams that I think are truly in contention and like three teams that I'm really strongly considering um, those would be the Lakers, Clippers, and Nets. Um, and then there's a couple teams outside of, of those three that, you know, are are on the fringe. And that, that would be like the Bucks, the Nuggets. Um, the, you know, you could even say a team like, I don't know, the Jazz, if you so want. Like those type of teams that, you know, maybe like the, you know, there's just like maybe the 76ers. Just teams like that that are maybe even the Mavericks. Uh, there's just a lot of teams like that, that, um, you know, the Celtics and whatnot, that aren't, in my mind, they're not a favorite, and I wouldn't consider taking them unless injuries happen to those three teams that I mentioned. But um, a lot of those teams that I just named, you know, teams like the Suns as well, like I said, the Celtics, Nuggets, Jazz, um these are the 76ers. These are just a lot of teams that um, make the NBA what it is, where every round someone's going to have to play a competent team that, you know, has a chance to upset you. So, you know, on any given night, could I see the Clippers losing to the Jazz? Could I see them losing in a seven-game series? Yeah, I, I probably could. Um, would I pick that to happen? No, absolutely not. So, I just wanted to clarify first just those three teams that I'm really going to be focusing on. You know, the Bucks are, like, almost right there, and I wouldn't be surprised if they made it to the finals. But um, if they made it to the finals, I'd assume it would be against the Clippers or the Lakers, and I just don't think that the Bucks have the talent, really, to, to beat those teams. So even though I think that the Bucks could very easily beat the Nets, who I think are the favorite to come out of the East and make the finals – I just don't think that they're going to be able to to win the finals, and that that's really what this comes down to. So, um, and and you know, Giannis is a great player, but it's just kind of he declines in the playoffs. His inability to shoot, it, it it's really just it prevents him from being like the other superstars in the NBA, where in the regular season they might average only twenty five points a game, but in the playoffs. You know, they're going for 30 to 33 almost every night. And then Giannis, it seems like he's averaging 30 in the regular season for a couple of years. Um, not this year, but and then in the playoffs, you know, he's putting up like 23 or something like that. So, you know, he's a great player, superstar, but Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton, I don't think that's enough to counteract, um, you know, someone like Kyrie and James Harden who surround Kevin Durant and then, you know, Anthony Davis and, and all their role players that surround LeBron. And I, I just don't think that, you know, even if Giannis is a superstar, he's not at the level of Kevin Durant, LeBron, um, Kawhi. And then those guys also have a better sur surrounding cast around them. So 
Yeah, so I, I just wanted to give some credit to the Bucks, even though they're not on the list. I, I explained why they're not, but they're a very good team. I could see them very easily coming out of the East. I just don't think, unless any injuries or, or, un, or you know, unfortunate circumstances come to the other three teams, uh, the Bucks are really going to win a championship. So that's where I stand on the Bucks Now, in terms of who I actually think will win the championship of those three teams, let me just start with the team of those three teams, the Clippers, Nets, and Lakers, that I think will um, be the least likely to win it. And for me, that's the Clippers. Um, I'm someone who's been very high on the Clippers, especially last year. Um, and that was a, for a big reason. That was due to the fact of how highly I thought of Lou Williams. And he's been, to say Nicely, he's just been horrible this season. Um, he was he wasn't good in the playoffs last year either, but um, I try not to factor that too much into my championship pick because Lou Williams is such a good player that I honestly just uh, there's not a doubt in my mind that he's going to be able to bounce back and be the player that he has been. Um, with that being said, though, and and I do want to talk more about Lou Williams right now, so. This guy was like a walking 20 points um, for a stretch with the the Clippers this year. Like I said, he's definitely well below 20 points. But he there, – there's a quality of many superstars and stars, and it's that no matter what you do on defense, you're not going to be able to stop them. And even though Lou Williams was never a star or a superstar – um, Lou Williams has always been unstoppable. You give him a screen and he just hits fadeaway mid-ranges and there's no way that you're going to actually stop him. You just have to hope that he misses because he's going to get to his spot all the time. And, you know, his ability to hit fadeaway shots, which he takes a, a majority of the time, you know, it's it's almost impossible to block or get a good contest on a fadeaway. And Lou Williams would was always able to hit those so efficiently. Um, you know, so much so that Kevin Durant actually called Lou Williams last year. He said that Lou Williams was a top five unguardable player in the NBA. And I don't know if I'd go that far, but Lou Williams has shown uh, for a long stretch that he's unstoppable and he's going to give 20 to 25 points in the playoffs um, a night. And that didn't happen last year. We saw it against the Warriors two years ago where he looked you know, like the second best player on the floor sometimes, you know, behind Kevin Durant on the Warriors. And he's obviously not better than Steph Clay, Steph or Clay, probably not even Draymond, but um, he's just on offense. He looked unstoppable at times, and I've watched Lou Williams for many years, and he truly is unstoppable. Like I said this year, he's struggling. Um, I just don't think that the Clippers, obviously – uh, logically, I can't say that the duo of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard is is LeBron and AD. I don't think it's better than Harden and Kevin Durant. So um, their duo isn't overpowering. And a big reason of the Clippers' success is, you know, having Lou Williams. And, and as good as Lou Williams is, even though he's struggling, um, there's no way he's a better third option than um, than Kyrie. And there's no way that he's going to make up for the depth that the Lakers have with Wesley John, uh, Wesley Matthews, excuse me. Uh, you know, Wesley Matthews, KCP, Marcus Saul, Montrez Harrell, Kyle Kuzma, 
Markeith Morris, Dennis Schroeder, and there's just Alex Caruso. You know, there's just so many guys on the Lakers that are just championship pieces. And, you know, the Clippers' depth is great. I want to shout out, give a shout out to Nick Fatum. Um, I've been noticing his play, and this guy is one of the most intelligent players I've ever seen. Um, he's always in the right position. He's a great shooter. He makes all the right passes. Defensively, he rotates perfectly. So I just wanted to give him credit for that because having watched uh, a lot of Clippers games, uh, it's been noticeable how great of a veteran Batum is. But guys like Batum, Beverly, Serge, Ibaka, Luke Kennard, Marcus Morris, Lou Williams, Zubas, these guys aren't likely to be good enough to help an inferior dynamic duo of Kawhi and Paul George um, excel over a, a duo of, you know, LeBron and AD. Um, so, yeah, the, the Clippers' advantage over the Lakers have has always been the bench, or I shouldn't say has always. Last year was a bench, having Lou Williams and, and you know, the Lakers, you know, having Kyle Kuzma, right? So that's a 20-point-per-game score. You know, they had Montrezl Harrell last year, and they just don't have that advantage anymore. And the Clippers are still a fantastic team. There's a reason that why they're in my top three teams, but um, their depth might not even be better than the Lakers' depth, and their star power sure isn't. So I just can't logically take the Clippers. Um, you know, their one Laker injury or, or or net injury in the finals from winning the championship, they're just that good, but they're just not better than those teams. And then... Um, we're down to the final two teams of who I think will likely win the championship. And I've thought so hard about this. And um, those of you who watched my video on the uh, Harden trade, I believe that I said that if the trade goes through with James Harden and the Nets wouldn't have to give up Kyrie Irving, I'd pick the, the, the Nets to win the championship. And at the time, I definitely thought that. And it's, it's still, like, recurring right now. It's it's still a recurring thought that, you know, I, I might favor the Nets. But um, with the rosters currently constructed the way they are, um, for right now, I'm going to choose the Los Angeles Lakers to win the championship. Um, and that's just because, you know, there there has been rumors of – the Nets potentially getting Andre Drummond on a buyout, which would be absolutely an incredible pickup. You know, Andre Drummond is an all-star level player, so to get him for a minimum contract would just be ridiculous. And um, I'm sure the Nets will be looking for 3 and D wings, but as currently constructed, the Nets do not have any depth, and their center position is horrible. It, it I, You know, DeAndre Jordan, I feel like he gives that team what they need in terms of being a defensive anchor and rebounding, but he just isn't close to what he was with the Clippers, and he's just not able to guard the bigger bigs, switch out on people anymore. And, um, you know, if they got a guy like Drummond, you know, maybe I'll definitely pick the Nets for the championship. You know, if they can add a 3 and D wing here or there, whoever it is, you know, they don't have to be great. I'll probably pick the Nets, but as currently constructed, you know, there's been a couple of games where Jeff Green plays over 40 minutes a game. And this, is, this isn't me trying to criticize Jeff Green as a player, but Jeff Green is never a player who should be playing more than 25 minutes, 20 to 25 minutes on, on a good team. 
He's a he's a awesome player to watch. Uh, he can shoot. He can dunk. He defends well. But um, he he shouldn't be having that role on a, on a championship team. So for the Nets, so um, offensively, this is this is the best team in the NBA. It's it's not close. It, it's really not a conversation. Kyrie Irving, you're not going to be able to stop him. He's going to go for 25 to 30 a night. Harden, you can't stop him. He's going to go for 30 to 35 a night. Um, Kevin Durant, you're not going to be able to stop him. He's going to go for 27 to 35 a night. Uh, Joe Harris, knockdown shooter. Um, Landry Shamit, even. Someone who can give you 10 points, who's a good shooter. Um you know, Spencer Dinwiddie next year when he comes back, um, you know, he's 20 points a game, even though they don't have Dinwiddie this year. But the, the purpose of me saying this is offensively, the Nets are, they're undisputedly the the best. And it, it's really not a conversation. They have three unstoppable players, a ridiculous shooter, uh, really two ridiculous shooters. Um, it, it's just offensively, this team is not going to be able to be stopped. But it's defensively where my concern comes in. And I, I touched on in the Harden trade video how James Harden actually really is a good defender. He really is. Statistically, you can watch him. He's just a good defender. Um, obviously, there's those clips of him getting, you know, exposed on defense, you know, making mistakes. But, um, you know, you can look at the advanced analytics. You can look at the simple analytics. You can just watch him play. And it's very apparent that James Harden is a good defender. With that being said, um, Kyrie Irving and and Joe Harris are not, and I I I do want to tell people that having watched Kyrie, um, when Kyrie is defensively engaged, he is one of the best defensive point guards in the NBA. When he is engaged, he is getting chased down blocks, steals. He's just picking everything off. I I've seen it with my own two eyes. When he is defensively engaged, he is a very good defender. Um, but that's a problem with Kyrie. He's not always engaged, and, and most of the time he's not defensively. And him being 6'3 and not engaged defensively, I, I mean, you can just pick on him the whole time. You know, a, a guard is going to be able to to blow by Kyrie if he's not going to be engaged. He's going to be able to shoot over the top. You know, if there's a screen, Kyrie's not going to fight through that screen. And if they switch the screen, Kyrie's going to be matched up against a big, and he's not going to put that effort in. So... Um, like I said, Kyrie Irving, he has easily the potential to be a top point guard defender in the NBA, but he consistently does not use his potential at all. So he's still a liability. And then Joe Harris, six foot five, uh, he actually tries. He 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 puts in a lot of effort into his defense, fights over everything, you know, tries his hardest on the switches to guard bigs. Um, but he's just six five, not really a, a fantastic athlete, and it's just he's easy to pick on. He's easy to blow by, get a shot over. You know, you can kill him on a switch if you're a big. Um, so yeah, and my problem is, you know, if you look at the Nets starting lineup, if it's Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Joe Harris, Kevin Durant, and DeAndre Jordan. Your tall, not only is your tallest player Kevin Durant, who granted he's tall, but your center is six foot nine. Your point guard, who's a liability, is six foot three, and then your small forward would be six foot five. So you're you're going six foot three, six foot five with Harden, six foot five, 
six foot. Uh, some people call him seven foot, but Kevin Durant has measured in at like six foot nine, and then at your center position, six foot nine. So they're just gonna get blown by. They're not gonna be able to switch, and you know I wouldn't be surprised honestly if the Nets score one hundred twenty five points in multiple playoff games, and then they're going to lose some of those games just because you're going to be able to blow by Kyrie and Joe Harris. And then in terms of depth, um, granted, I, I assume that one of Kyrie Harden or Kevin Durant, maybe even two of them, will probably play alongside the bench, but um, their bench also is very small. You know, Landry Shamit, Chris Chioza, Bruce Brown, Jeff Green, these Jeff Green is the tallest player that I just mentioned. You know Tyler Johnson, Jeff Green is the tallest player I just mentioned at six eight, and all the other players I just mentioned are below six foot three, or six foot four because Bruce Brown. So they don't have small forwards who can defend and shoot the three. They're not built like a championship team, even though I think they're by far the most talented team. Um, I'll give a, an early prediction for next year. And and I also think that, you know, the Nets could make a trade free agent additions on the buyout market, and then I will pick them. But, you know, for now, they just aren't built around those three stars in a way that I think would beat um Lakers team. Obviously, I have them coming out of the East, but um, with, with that being said, I will pick right now just because I think they'll have time to figure it out and they'll have the pieces they need. I'm going to pick the um, Brooklyn Nets to win the twenty the, the next championship, okay? Because I think they're going to get the pieces they need. And there's no doubt in my mind that their big three of Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving is just insane. So if they're able to just put three and deep wings around him, around those guys and then, you know, a center, they're, they're, they're going to win the championship with ease. You know, if they're able to find somehow find a way to um, sign people – and get assets to make trades to find a, a nice center and some three and D wings. I'll pick them this year, but as currently standing, I'm going to um, pick the Lakers. So uh, now I'll talk a little bit about the Lakers while I'll pick them. So um, I could I could just say, hey, I'm picking the Lakers. They won it last year. Why would anything change? And you know I'm not I'm not gonna lie that would be somewhat of a valid argument, but personally I think that what they did last year they didn't beat teams that were necessarily you know so difficult they beat the the Trailblazers the Rockets and those teams just they they were good or they were they were kind of average for a playoff team so that wasn't impressive they beat the Nuggets who are a good team but they're not on the Lakers level. And then they ended up being the Heat, who are nowhere close to the Lakers level. So we didn't really see them play too much talent in the playoffs. But it's clear that those pieces work together. And one part about the Lakers that is underrated in my reason of picking them that, you know, the Clippers or the Nets don't have um, is really just chemistry. You know, they you can watch the Lakers play. No one hogs the ball. They all pass it, and everyone's just always excited, and, and they just love to play with each other. And that's something that the other two teams don't have. And with that being said, LeBron, uh, I don't have to talk too much about LeBron. He's he's one of the best players in the game. Most people think he is the best player. Uh, he's unstoppable, makes the right pass every time. 
gets to the rim whenever he wants. Fantastic shooter. That's an underrated part of his game. When he wants to play good defense, he's an absolute lockdown defender. He He's just one of the best players in the game, if not the best. Um, little needs to be said about LeBron. Uh, and then Anthony Davis, not someone who is able to carry their team to the playoffs alone, but alongside uh, LeBron, he's going to give you literally like 25 to 30 points in the playoffs with, you know, 10 to 15 rebounds, a couple of blocks, a couple of steals. His defense is, is, you know, at the top of the league and he can shoot the three. Uh, you know, not much is he said about Anthony Davis either. So those two guys are, you know, the best duo in the league. So um, nothing more needs to be said about that. So then I look at the role players and I'm just – I think to myself – I'd probably pick the Lakers if they just had a solid enough um, rotation around those two guys because those two guys are just so great. And then, you know, knowing the Lakers roster, the Lakers don't just have like a solid supporting cast around those two. They have an incredible supporting cast. Dennis Schroeder, someone who can give you 17 to 20 points a night. Montrez Harrell, sixth man of the year last year, 15 and in, in in like seven a night, seven seven rebounds. I, I should clarify. Alex Caruso, hustle guy, really good defender. And Alex Caruso might not even get a lot of minutes because you have Contavious Coldwell Pope, a fantastic three and D player. Wesley Matthews, a fantastic three and D player. Marcus Saul, an awesome defensive player who can play make and stretch the floor out with a three. Um, Markeith Morris, another person, another player who can just defend well and hit the three. Um, Taylor Horton Tucker, someone who might not get a lot of minutes as well, but he can he can score the ball efficiently. Cal Kuzma, um, a lot of hate for him, but Cal Kuzma can score ten to fifteen a night. Um, and, and like guys who won't even play, like Quinn Cook or, or you know guys like that, Alfonso McKinney, those guys aren't gonna play. But even those guys are competent enough around LeBron and Anthony Davis to win a championship. Nonetheless, having you know, a rotation around them that's that's filled by guys who can score, you know, anywhere from 10 to 20 points a, a night. And the defense of, of those players is also um, incredible. So we know that LeBron and Anthony Davis are going to combine every night to give you probably a combined total of anywhere from 50 to 70 points a night in the playoffs. They're going to literally give you, you know, probably a combined 15 to 15 assists. And then, you know, the rebounds probably like 20, 20 to 20 rebounds, you know, in the playoffs combined. So those guys are going to be able to carry the Lakers against teams like the Jazz, you know, teams like the Nuggets, teams like the Mavericks. Um, Just these good teams that are good, but just the star power of those two alone is going to be able to beat those teams regardless of the supporting cast. And then when you play a team like the Clippers or or my prediction in the finals of the Nets, having Montrez Harrell, someone who can give you 15 points to 20 points, Dennis Schroeder who can give you 15, 20 points, Kyle Kuzma who can give you 10 to 15, Wesley Matthews, Contavious Coldwell-Pope give you 10 to 15, fantastic defense. Marcus Saul, fantastic defense, can give you 10 to 15. You know, it's pretty easy to see how the Lakers are going to be able to score the ball. And defensively, there's just so much 
on that team that they're going to be able to get stops and just put the ball in LeBron and Anthony Davis's hands, allow them to just, you know, either get a shot that they love and, you know, you trust obviously LeBron and Anthony Davis to make shots they like or kick it out to those guys or, or you know, dish it to them on a cut. And those guys are likely going to be open because the attention on LeBron and Anthony Davis and those guys are more than capable and fantastic players who are able to um, knock those shots down uh, efficiently, knock them down with ease, make the right cuts, get help get stops. And that's just my reason for the Lakers, for picking the Lakers. You know, the fit of the pieces is not the best, um, but they love playing with each other. It's clear that when teams like to play with each other, the fit the fit of the players isn't going to be as important just because they're able to sacrifice what, you know, maybe one of their strengths is, but they're able to sacrifice that because they know it's better for the team. And, you know, someone like Contavious Coldwell-Pope, who actually in Detroit, when he played for the Pistons, he was able to, you know, honestly create his own shot and, you know, dribble the ball, pull up mid-range, stuff like that. But, you know, that's one. that was one of his strengths. And then you put him on the Lakers and he's just understood that, hey, we're going to just need to use my strength of being a good shooter and a defender instead of trying to utilize, you know, my playmaking ability because we have LeBron and Anthony Davis. So uh, that was just an example of that. So, you know, we see that the Clippers have a flaw in terms of just not being talented, as talented as the Nets or the Lakers. We see that the Nets have a flaw in terms of their center position as of right now and their and their depth. And then we look at the Lakers, two the best duo in the game, probably the best player in the game, maybe I should say. Um, you know, most people think he is uh, another top ten player alongside him, and fantastic role players. They all love playing each other, and there's just not a flaw in the Lakers and. You know, it's not that they just don't have a flaw. They're just ultra talented as well. So that's my reason for picking the Lakers for this year. Um, this is subject to change depending on what moves will be made. And I expect both the Lakers or all three of the Lakers, Nets and Clippers to make moves. And, you know, that could adjust my pick. But as of right now, I'm confident in saying that the Lakers will win this year's championship. Thank you.